0: This is Faith, and this is Anna, and this is Let's Just Go For One, a podcast about kind of normal women talking about kind of normal things. This is our dedication to all the good feels that come from just spending even just a half hour with your bestie. All topics include celebrities, to motherhood, to marriage, to divorce, to wellness, astrology, and the latest beauty trends. Whether you're at your desk, in your car working out, or just enjoying some alone time? Hey, Faith. Hey, Anna. Let's just go for one. Welcome to Let's Just Go for One. I have seen Faith
1: really excited about a lot of things, but the excitement level over
0: her choosing that song was amazing. I was so excited because I'm the youngest one in the room, which I'm wearing that badge proudly. Sorry, but I, I, I know that very rarely like happens. So I'm really excited. And I know the song. So I figured that our guest and Anna would be like totally on board. And I started playing it and they're like, <laughs>
2: what (laughs) song is
0: that we have no idea no i knew the song and
1: sadly i knew the words.
0: i know everyone knows that song it's like god i haven't heard that song (laughs) i haven't heard that song since the skating yeah in like eighth grade yeah yeah i was doing all sorts of tricks to that song but anyways welcome to let's just go for one i'm faith i'm anna and we have a very very special guest today um do you want to introduce him? Sure. Okay. Are we are we going right into it? We can do the formal introduction. Or oh, we can okay. do the informal introduction. Mm. Uh, this is Nick. Nick's our financial <laughs> guy. Say Ooh. hi, Nick. Hi, everyone.
2: <laughs> so
1: super exciting. Nick is one of our three listeners. <laughs> that are male. That are male. That are male. The so ma- the male demographic is represented today. Yes. We're super excited about it. Although now there's only gonna be like two guys listening to it, because he already said he's not going to listen to it. He won't
0: listen to his own voice, so we just yeah. lost a listener. I, I, You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> the things we do for listeners on this show. We love you guys so much. Seriously. <laughs> so, thank God he's a listener. And also, we already asked him. This is the first podcast he's ever been on. So, luckily, the bar is set very low for his expectations. <laughs> we got him a gift. We we did. <laughs> we, we did get him a gift, but Mercury is in retrograde. Yes, our technology, yeah, our technology failed us. Anna's dog started wheezing. <laughs> um, I couldn't get the audio correct. It's been really good, Nick. No. Welcome to a podcast. This is no. impressive. Yeah, never, well, yeah. welcome was... to. Let's just go for one's podcast. Yeah, let's be honest. Yes, yes. Like 10 years from now, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I know those girls on TV. I was on their podcast when they used to work out of Anna's sunroom <laughs> with their wheezing dog and their bad audio.
3: And you could be Joe Rogan now and his travel right, exactly. trailer and just be exactly. in the room the same size as this.
0: Goals. Exactly, <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. See,
3: goals. I like, I like how you think.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I feel a little bit better about myself now.
0: Yeah. So we always start off our show. We talk about our drink of a podcast. I, Anna, are you drinking? Tea. Anna Anna feels like garbage right now. It's not COVID, guys.
1: Everybody, calm down. But I've got some kind of sinus thing going on, and uh, so yeah, I'm drinking my
0: ginger tonic. Thank you. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nick and I are six feet apart from her. Oh yeah, I'm like <laughs> on the other side of the room. It's not a big room though. So. Nick, Nick, what are you drinking?
3: I am drinking uh, an IPA beer from uh, my. Beer snob friend Justin helped Anna pick out. <laughs>
0: he did. I couldn't take the
1: credit, Justin. He yeah. said
0: he's gonna listen to this. Oh, there you go.
3: Oh, so we, got oh we got one back. Oh, we got one back.
0: Well, I really appreciate that <laughs> Nick brought his beer in a shark lunchbox. And it just it made me so excited because I mean I want one. So <laughs> and I'm drinking the dirty martini because that was i well attend to drink. And I canceled my 5 30 AM workout. Oh, good. Mainly because I hurt my shoulder, but also because I'm going to drink. So that's how that's this working. Because typically it's like 11 o'clock and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> I have to cancel that. Ren just changed her policy eight hours before <laughs> our class. I'm like, I'm getting charged. <clears throat> um, Walk of shame. We have one walk of shame. Oh, what was We it? didn't add our intro to last week's episode. <laughs> So, I mean, you just listened and hopefully you're listening to the right podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, that was cool. It's
1: fine. It's fine. I mean, we they always knew. do
0: like a semi-intro. semi, semi Yeah.
1: Semi-intro. Yeah. Yes. Semi yes. yeah. Whatever. Potato, potato. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, that's our walk of shame. Um, and then we're going to dive right into our wait what's for the week. Nick, do you have any wait what's?
3: I don't. Uh... Wait,
0: wait what's like that moment where you're like... I don't know, you stop and question your entire life for a hot second because something <laughs> goes wrong or it goes really, really right. It could go either way. I usually have
3: stories about other people I see do things and I try and remember later to tell my wife what oh, yeah. happened <laughs> throughout the day. But. Uh,
0: well, we don't want to piss off any more of yeah. your friends. So. <laughs> yeah. so let's put a lid on that one. Let's not talk about stories, but I might piss someone off with my story. Do you have a wait what? <laughs> um, you go first. Oh, I have two wait what's. Great. Um, That'll give me time to think of mine. I have two. Wait, what's there? Pretty interesting. So, speaking of Ren, Ren has a phone number. I'm not giving out all of her personal information, but it starts with 912. Oh, no. So, I had to call her from the salon yesterday for an appointment and I accidentally pressed 911. Oh, God. And I don't know whoever has dialed 911 from a landline mm. in a long time cuz obviously if you dial that on your phone it doesn't go through until you press green but on a landline at the end of a day when you are like shaking cuz you haven't eaten anything it's <laughs> very easy to go 911 instead of 912 right so i did it and it instantly started ringing and i was like oh shit so i hang up the phone no. they call right ba- yeah yep. you're not you're also yep. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that so they called right back and They were like hi did someone miss dial and i was like yep that was me i'm so sorry i was calling a client with the number 912 i apologize that's totally my bad you know we hang up five minutes later the cops come to the salon (laughs) but i have to say i i won't say his name because i don't want to get anyone in trouble Mm. he was awesome like major shout out i love the village cops but he (laughs) came into the salon. He's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's okay. I'm so sorry. Just styled. He's like, okay. And he walked around and crept into like our color room to make sure like someone wasn't like actually there and telling us don't tell them I'm here or I'll start shooting or that's like he actually started walking around our salon and like checking out all the rooms to make sure nobody was like hiding or ready to attack us. Wow. Which I was. And so then when he left I I looked him in the eyes. I was like, thank you so much for doing your job. You are amazing. Like I feel very safe. That's really nice. So yeah, I wasn't going to piss anyone off with that one. But my second wait what I might piss someone off. No, I can't wait to hear this one. So I won't say where I was because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Oh, man. It's perfect. This is our financial episode. So we can already start talking about how great I am with my finances. (laughs) So I went somewhere recently and there was like wine tasting and like everyone was tasting all these types of wines, whatever. So all the bottles were like $15, $17-ish, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, my God. And the wine on the plus side was absolutely amazing. I was incredibly impressed. And it was like an upstate New York winery. And I like very dry wines. And Mm -hmm. I was very surprised that like. The red I tried was actually very dry. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah, because typically they're sweeter. No, it was so good. And I was like, "Okay, well, I want to support local business. It's like 15, 17. So I had two bottles in my hand. I knew the one was $15. Didn't know how much the other one was. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go with the red. So I'm like, I'm going to go with this one. And she's like, "Okay," And she took, you know, my card and just like swiped it. She's like $42. And I was like, no, just the one, just the one bottle. And she's like, "Yep, the one bottle's forty two dollars." Oh my god! Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay," and then I was like, (laughs) "This is like the like on on a good date night. It's like a sixteen dollar bottle of wine for me. Uh Like, I don't, I don't know how you guys are. I I spend a little more on champagne, but wine to me, like." I won't pay more than twenty five bucks for a bottle. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, oh my gosh. I was like, that's a forty two dollar bottle of wine. So then I'm like, so, and then what did I proceed to do? Spill it all down the front. Uh, Yeah. So come on. I mean, talk about actually wasting money. Yeah, because now you have to dry (laughs) clean your shit to get the wine out. I yeah. So I mean, that's my story. I accidentally bought a fifty dollar bottle of wine. It was very good. But when all the other bottles are fifteen to seventeen, there should be like a like a price description, like a sheet. Or I t- I would actually like to go back to see if maybe there was
1: and you just didn't see it. It was very dark.
3: I did that at Southern Tier, the did Southern you? Tier Brewing Company, because when uh, pumpkin comes out, oh, oh and yeah, and I have an office outside of Jamestown, oh so I yeah. wanted to buy pumpkins. So I there are those big bottles, yeah. So I went and bought a case. My wife was with me. We got Warlock, which is like the darker one. So we have two cases. Walk up there thinking okay it's going to be expensive and it was like $240 <gasps> we both looked at each other going uh and
0: what do you do? You can't be oh, the jerk that's like we, we don't want this. No,
3: no, no. With two
1: hundred and forty dollars, oh. I will one hundred percent be the jerk who's like, nope.
3: My wife right away was like, Well, this is warm, like what do we do? And he's like, just let it like wine, don't put it in the fridge till you're gonna drink it. Like it'll last like longer. So we did it. And every time I pull one out for like the last next year, I was like, Remember <laughs> what we did without asking? Like, I this is so probably eight dollars a beer, everyone that 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 oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. That was,
0: <laughs> oh, I feel so much better about yeah. my story now because the finance guy did the, the same. finance you're it's a guy. Beer. Even if yeah. it's an
3: eight percent beer, like you're just not, you're you not, did not thinking it's way a twenty dollars bottle. Way
0: worse, like, like, real. <laughs> that is crazy. I'm back in the clear, <laughs> financially <laughs> responsible over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh God, all right, here we go. We're going right into our finance episode.
1: That's amazing. I figured out my weight what? What's your weight what? Okay, so, and I had posted this yesterday. I had a mammogram yesterday. Oh, yeah. And it was the first time <clears throat> I had ever gotten one because when once you turn 40.
0: I've had one before. You have? Yeah, because I'm adopted. Oh, yeah, because you don't know your
1: I'm adopted history. and I don't
0: have my family history. So my doctor actually <clears> told me if I go, they can consider it preventative care. Yeah. And then all of my insurance went down. And I yeah. think, like, my life insurance went up. Oh. I don't know. So okay, It, like, took out the fact that I'm predisposed to certain things right. and whatever. So, because when you're adopted, everything is a high pre- – I don't know if anyone knows this, but when you have adopted children, mm-hmm. everything is a high premium when it comes to health and medical expenses because you have zero medical right.
1: history. Yeah. So it's cool. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, dude.
0: Um,
1: So, I went – And the breast clinic at Roswell was awesome. Like they're super friendly. It was super quick. It was literally 20 minutes in and out and I was done. Your makeup Um, looked really good too. Thank you. Thank you. Made up for my, my hair was a mess anyway. So, um, So I get there and they bring me in the back and they're like, okay, put on this um, robe. You can just take everything off from the waist up. I'm like, okay. So I'm in the dressing room and I take my stuff off. And I'm like, should I leave my purse in here? I don't know if I should leave my purse in here. I'll take my purse. So I walk out into the waiting room and because of COVID, every chair is turned away and there's only one chair and there's a lady sitting in it. So I'm like, okay, I don't know where to go. So... (laughs) I'm holding just my, my little bag, and I'm, like, around the corner because that was the only place that had another chair. So I was thinking, like, this is the only
0: place you can stand. Oh, my goodness.
1: So then I look at the lady who's sitting down, and I said, um, do you, you just leave your clothes in there, right? She's like, no. <laughs> <And> I'm like... <laughs> OK, so I walk back around and get my clothes out of the dressing room. And I was like, oh, she didn't tell me to do that. And I turned around and the nurse was right there, who directed me. I was like, I-, I take my stuff out. Right. She's like, mm hmm. Oh, so she oh. must have told me and I totally didn't hear her. Oh, boy. Like, oh I work. No, I'm not going to tell you I work here.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: That was it. Okay. That was it.
0: Walking around with So now we know that mammogram changing rooms are not spa locker rooms. No, they're not. Take your shit with you. Yes, exactly. Take it with you. I love lesson learned. Making myself
1: at home there. I'm like, do you guys have coffee?
0: (laughs) Can you give me a
1: coffee? Again, you're not at a spa, Anna. (laughs) It's not relaxing. Uh, At the end of it, the tech was super super funny. And at the end of it, she's like, You can change back in the locker room. I go, Really? does it matter at this point. Yeah, <laughs> so, you just saw it. You just manhandled me more than anyone, really. <laughs> so, God bless her.
0: Yeah. Well, there go the other two male listeners. Yep. They're there. <laughs> I'm sure about mammogram. so happy that he's here for that weight loss. We Nothing so I had
3: there. <laughs> yeah.
0: How was your first mammogram day? <laughs> he's not 40 yet. <laughs> Ask
1: him in a couple years. <laughs> Okay. So getting right into the episode now, we are here with Nicholas Ludwa. He's the managing partner of Harbortown Financial Group, a specialized wealth management group that works in alliance with equitable advisors. I did it. I said equitable and I said it correctly. (laughs) He is a certified financial planner and chartered life underwriter and has a degree in economics and finance. Nick has office locations in Hamburg, Williamsville, and Lakewood. Lakewood is lovely. Much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Nick works with individuals and businesses, helping them with like retirement, investment, insurance planning. While being able, see, now look, I messed up. I said equitable three times correctly. I know, I know, I know. know. (laughs) While being able to meet in person, Nick also has fully virtual options for meeting and reviews, which is good to know because of COVID. Mm -hmm. He resides in Hamburg, New York with his wife, Elise, and his sons, Colton and Grayson. Yay, welcome, Nick. Yay. Thank you. thanks for having me. He's super exciting. Well, I have to it. tell you that, like, you know, we we had been talking for a while, like, just in our own personal life, about how, like, I really wanted to, like, have another finance episode. We had one season one or season two with Anna's sister. Two. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. But I was like, I feel like I want to dive even deeper. I feel like with COVID and so many people being out of work, I'm in a small business. We were closed for three months. It made everybody really start to rethink finance and money and how we're investing. And, you know, I think everyone kind of had to reevaluate everything in their life, especially money and finances. So I feel like this comes at a really good time. And whenever we have a guest, we always like put on our social, on our social media like, do you have questions. And typically, we just get people who ask us to be branded by ambassadors to like <laughs> workout brands we've never heard of. <laughs> or they're just like, hey, what's up? Or they're just like, and we had so many questions for you. So I feel like our listeners are really ready for this episode.
3: Nice. I'm ready. So yeah. we are I, thought, I thought Anna's sister did a great job. I think she really was detailed and Kind of laid the basis so i think you're right like talking a little bit more in depth but she did a great job i reached out to anna after that one i was impressed
1: yeah i told her that you said that she was really excited about it
0: (laughs) so i'm excited to finally have you here in person now so i guess well do you have anything to say about your background or anything you offer anything like that i i know we just kind of summed it all up but yeah
3: not really or anything
1: is there anything that you think is important? So we have listener questions, obviously, but is there anything that you wanted to touch on before we get into the questions?
3: I think we'll get into them. I think some of the ones, though, yeah. that the questions didn't really talk about as much, we'll get into a little bit, is just COVID and some of the things that how it's affected. It's it's opened up more things, some of the CARES Act and other laws like that that have allowed a little more flexibility mm-hmm. uh, right now with it. So I think some of those concerns if people really need money, if they, our experience is, you know, a shortfall on that, they're taking loans and other things. And there are some easier aspects to to get to money. So we can talk about that when we talk about businesses that have kind of, absolutely. Okay, so I think we're right. going to cover that, but I thought that was important. The rest of it is a lot of financial issues we're all dealing with, with working remotely with children, right. you know, all these other things like that. I think this all goes hand in hand. Everything mm-hmm. we're dealing with just kind of, snowballs
0: that's such a good point and honestly i'm gonna laugh right now because i had one friend jokingly send me a message
3: saying can
0: i get some money like as one of the questions (laughs) but really at the end of the day All of my questions that I had was like, what to do with my money I already have. The point that you just made of, okay, if we're out again, let's say second wave comes or let's say you're still trying to bury yourself out. Like, where can we actually just get money right now? And that's a really good point that I didn't even think of. So
3: we'll think about a lot of times you're going to dive into your emergency fund. Right. And mm -hmm. we're all supposed to have it. But everyone necessarily <laughs> I does like how you said that. <laughs> So, and that number like, changed eh? though. Like, you know, I used to sure. say mine was $3,000, you know, when mm-hmm. you're single and you're nothing else right. to, to your name. And then it right. became five. And then it became, you know, it, it changes right. on how much you need and how many months of it. But beyond mm-hmm. there, if you're laid off, depends if it's a furlough or actually like let go. Is, right. Depends if you have access to your money, if it's Absolutely. a retirement plan and, and those and not an individual account or IRA or something else like that. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people can't have access to their money. COVID allowed, and then the CARES Act allowed for withdrawals that you can get it while you are working if you suffered some sort of hardship due to COVID, not necessarily directly having it. Okay. Some other access to it. If you had a a pay cut, lost hours, things like that, or a significant other. Right. So it did allow some flexibility where you can take it out without the government early withdrawal penalties.
2: Still pay taxes,
3: but it's there. Yeah. So it's as much as you don't want to touch your retirement plan, sometimes it's better to do that. go get a loan from the bank or, you know, borrow money from family members or credit cards. I mean, we're seeing a lot of of circumstances. People are coming in. And and I had one, one client went through and went through about 10 different options they looked into. They did all the homework that I would have said to do, Mm -hmm. taking loans from their pension, from their, you know, their retirement plan from you know, and they did such a good job looking into it. Never realized if we can just get through $10,000 now, that'll get us three months. Wow. And that'll just buy us time where this hopefully sorts it out. If it doesn't, which it's not going to for everyone, then it's a different situation. Right, right. right.
0: That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. I'm That's like, too- oh my God, I've already learned so much. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that was
1: um. There was one thing that you said before we started recording that I think is really important because a lot of what we've been talking about is how during... Um, COVID and kind of the after effects of quarantine is that women have been hit so hard, especially with like the responsibility of having to homeschool and kind of put their jobs to the side so they can be there for their kids if they have them. And you had mentioned that financially COVID has hit women way more than men.
3: I always thought it has. And then you look into it and, and it really does. I mean, wow. it's and it's not even that it's not that hard to find out why. I mm-hmm. think the normal traditional standards still are in our society that the woman is the the home care. You For know, sure. even if they work, they're yeah. they're taking on those general responsibilities mm-hmm. uh, at the house. So it disproportionately affects them more than not. There are plenty of couples we know that do work well together and do split the task, but it's mm-hmm. generally going to fall on onto a, a, a female and into into. Sure. Women. On top of that. The jobs that are affected by COVID are, again, to use the word disproportionately, affect females more because the industries that are heavily female involved are going to be affected more. Think about right now healthcare, Mm -hmm. front lines.
2: Right.
3: 87% of nurses are females. Right. And you have other states, like even in Vermont, it's like 92%. It's even higher there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Education, Mm -hmm. elementary ed, we're in the 90%. Middle school, you get the 80s and it gets a little higher as you get to high school. How much? Are men child care is it's high, it's high 90 percent that people right. are in, in child care, food service 54%, retail 43%. When I say 43%, keep in mind the total workforce, women only are 39% of it. Wow. So if you say 30, you, you say 40, you know, roughly 40% right. of the workforce right. is women, but yet 54% of those people that are there are being affected in food service are are women, right? So Ugh. just that is. The ones that are talking pay cuts, lost jobs, hour, you know things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you add on childcare expenses because if you are a teacher, you are a, a healthcare worker, or somebody that has to go to work and cannot work remotely, right? What mm-hmm. do you do? Right, you don't have. Yes, yeah.
0: me hairdresser can't do it virtually you can't, can't do and that you can't on have your children there you can't yeah. there's
3: no way to do it and, and a lot of people can't even do their job properly you know right. with the kids you're hoping you can get four hours at an eight hour hour day Sure, there. But right this is it's harder for those ones there but then when you also have to help your children your yeah. younger kids and you're <laughs> sitting on the computer how are you supposed to do your job and they're not these companies are not as lenient as they were in march absolutely it's getting harder absolutely
0: yeah. I like I'm going to give you like a huge hug from all of our female listeners right now because we just had a whole episode last mm-hmm. week about how hard it is for moms right now. And we have a numbers guy who is validating all of yeah. that right now with actual facts of why it is We've hard got right data. now. Yeah, we are so professional. But <laughs> no, really, you just validated so many women out there who feel like. Because I know in my own household, I feel that shift, but then you also feel like you should just be good with it, right? You mm-hmm. should just go with it. This is just what's going to happen. Like, But it's so hard to fight that internal need to like, but you have your career and you have all these things like... It's been a hard thing, so just putting the numbers even behind it only validates the fact that this is really hard, and it is hard on women right now, it's, so I appreciate it.
3: It's crazy when you actually look at the numbers on, on how they are affected, but there's other things to think about even beyond there. We have plenty of people that are stay-at-home moms, mm-hmm. and yeah. and they've done that, and it might just be for a few years. It wasn't you know, what they said, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Well, now they're having to teach, whether right. it's mm-hmm. completely right. virtual or right. part-time. You're yeah. taking on a lot of that responsibility. And as much as that's something that they've already said, I'm going to do as a stay-at-home parent. When you have multiple children yeah, and trying to, to do it at the same capacity. time, no, none of right. us right. are. I, yeah. my wife does, you know, the vast majority, but I sit there and make sure I can do it with it. We try to right. both mm-hmm. understand what's going on in case the other person can't. or right. she's in the office and we have to know, even when we're doing, I'm doing it. The frustration. This is why oh. I would never be a teacher. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like Seriously. to deal with. Like I'm dealing with one child. We hired like. a
0: tutor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We we mm-hmm. literally were like, you know what? We know what we can do, and we know what we can't, and we we can So yeah. we had to we had to bring in outside help because and, and it's the, hard. All of a
3: sudden, you have to turn this table sure into a classroom, yeah, where your child has never known it as a classroom. It was a little yeah. bit of homework. And yeah. now to say, nope, it's not time to play. When his brother in the other room is having a ball, he's in the bounce house downstairs, yeah, exactly. and he's sitting right. there going, no, you have to sit here and yeah and go through this. That's yeah. that's tough. I mean, and we've also seen I've there's also. Different aspects. So we, we could also say like police. Police are heavily male involved. Absolutely. So those police are not gonna be able to change their jobs, right. just like healthcare workers right. for, for right. And, and a lot of other women. So it's going to have to automatically fall on the other person. Yeah. Or it's gonna fall like on, on my sisters, and she's down south, where her husband has a a federal job, so he can't do anything. And she's right. a teacher mm-hmm. and she's a professor. Everything fell on her. Yeah. He's like, Nope, you're the teacher. Five days. Everyone's home. You do it all. Yeah. Like that yeah. was just what happened. It just fell onto her. Right. And I have other situations where husbands have a ste- had to step up because their spouse right. is a teacher. So my one partner in Harbor Town, he does a lot for, because his wife can't. And she right. does a ton. Right. By right. the second she steps in, the second yeah. she's not there, my other friend who lost his job through this, his wife went back to work.
0: Oh, right. Absolutely. She, so all these different like, dynamics. He couldn't get yeah. a job. They're right. not hiring through right. there.
3: She had a really good financial background and used to work, you know, in New York City. So it was easier after all of that for her right. to find a job. So then she had to go back to work where that wasn't something she was ready for, Yeah, but right. you had to for the financial dynamic, dynamic, and now she's missing out on what she didn't want to. Right. So it, whether it's affecting women financially or emotionally, the same way like mm-hmm. when, when you are at work or you're not right. away from your kids, there's, mm-hmm. it, there's all aspects of it. I yeah. mean, it's a mental game you know, as well that we've been going yeah. through.
1: If you want me to call your friend's wife and let her know what she's missing, I'd be totally (laughs) happy to do that. (laughs) She might feel a little bit better after our phone call. (laughs) My
3: friend tells me he's like list like what happened throughout the day. He's like only like five major breakdowns. (laughs) Only this, like, uh, did good had a bribe with about seventeen treats. So. Yeah, uh, eating is healthy, but we got through the day. <laughs> I had a mom
0: come in today, and I said, "How's your quarantine? Or how's like the homeschooling going?" She goes, "It's just filled with unfulfilled promises." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that sounds that sounds healthy." But, <laughs> well, and that accurate. was a great intro to everything. That makes me really excited. Yeah, I want to go back to when you were talking. Unless you have anything more to say no, about ahead. that aspect, yeah. I'm going to go back to businesses, which is where we originally were starting the conversation. We tend to tangent. Um, but I want to go, you were talking about, um, you know, everything with COVID about how to get money, should things close. We're seeing businesses close like crazy. Mm -hmm. It's so sad right now. Um, but in a weird way is now like a good time or a terrible time if you were to start a new business, because you're seeing people who lost a job who maybe are like always had kind of that idea of being their own boss. And is this a good time for someone who's unemployed to do that?
3: It depends. I, I would say yes. As much yeah. as that's, it's hard because we need consistent income. It's right. nice if you're unemployed and we're collecting the extra $600 for mm-hmm. that time to sure. help get by there. Um, you, you have to think that a lot of businesses that have done well came out of hard times. They uh, right. Recently in 2007 mm-hmm. is when Uber uh, came Airbnb. Those were both started in 2007 and 2009 when the recession was here. So they right. saw a market there. Think about years ago. I had one app on my phone, it was the Curb app, and you know what it connected to <laughs> Liberty Cab here. Liberty Cab. <laughs> <was, laughs> I
2: was just about to say <laughs> One cab it, company. It, it was did not just, work well. No, it, it was did awful. Not work
3: well. Oh my God. We stood outside at my wedding for like an hour <laughs> like waiting for. This is ten years ago. Now it's like there's 17 cars around the uh, corner yeah, for me, exactly. and yeah. they had no inventory. They wow. thought of that. These, a lot of these major companies have no inventory that came up. Amazon has, you know, didn't have their own inventory. Right. Uh, you know, Uber doesn't, Airbnb doesn't, you know, so those came out of there. GM was started in in, in 1907 through a, a hard time as well. Wow. So i think right now like my personal opinion is if you can start something now we've just been through one of the hardest times we've been through as adults mm-hmm. where we actually understand and we're the caregivers and not having you know just watching our parents do it if you can see what is missing and what can survive through this right it should only get better right if you can find you know yeah. that DoorDash, whoever came up with these and these other ideas right. and just find out what what can help now a hybrid academy because you need to help these parents Absolutely. here, and you started that throughout so here. So smart. I don't think we're going backwards where this we're we're going to get our kids back in five days every day right. of the week for a long time, if right. ever. Right. In my personal opinion, so if you can find something that's going to work, don't now, ever
1: say that again out loud, please. Thank
3: you. Listen, I'm the my wife always says like, why well, I always tell me this. I'm just softening it so it's not as bad when it actually happens. Like, <laughs> no. I, But I just I think if you can find something that can work now and you can get by as things get better and hopefully they open up in more right. capacity allowed and whether it's gym hair salons anything of uh, you know retail anything you can find right. it that works now i think you have a good idea you're not yeah. just jumping on the next fad and being the 15th person sure. now that's reaching right. out selling some specific product that we exactly. all know and it gets right you know overblown even real estate suffered throughout this and everyone right. you know used to be a real estate agent when you can't go sell real estate what do you do Right, yeah. You start thinking outside the box, what else can I do? And I think that's a lot uh, of
0: it. Yeah, I think, you know, in times of crisis, I think sometimes people can you know, it can be a, it's sink or swim. You know, we always talk about that. I'm like, it's sink or swim. It's either the time that you're going to fall flat because it's just, and, and that's okay. Cause it's the burden of what is happening is so heavy right now. That's okay. Like, however you have to get through this is okay. But I definitely think it's always like in every challenge, there's an opportunity for really creative people to create new opportunity. So I I'm definitely on board with that, but financially you never know. Um, You know, and like you were talking, like existing businesses, especially ones that offer service that suffered like salons, gyms, um, small businesses, like how should they like just a question, how should they be pricing their services? And I'll give you an example, because all of us like. You know, obviously everyone has their PPE now, right? Everyone has to spend a ton of money. I know at our salon, we had to come back at 50% capacity. We had to make sure we had all these safety things in store. So you're spending a lot more and unfortunately not always able to offer the same thing you try to go to gym classes and it's like now you have to pick a time slot or now you might be waitlisted and maybe your prices for classes went up. And I know that a lot of consumers don't really realize, like, should prices stay the same? Should you be doing price cuts or should you be increasing because you're paying more? Does that make sense? And and I want to hear on the side of survival as a business.
3: Right. I There's not a definite answer there. That's a right. tough answer. So the, the best way I could think about that is you really just have to do your research. Know know your surroundings. I think is a, right. is a good way to say it because it's different for everyone. I've seen where person where I get my haircut and and the boys do they had to increase prices because you can't right. just pump people through. And for men, we're getting a haircut a lot quicker, right. so you can do that. But now you have to clean right. between there. And when my boys take fifteen minutes to get their haircut, but you got to book forty five minutes or an hour. Yes, we're for sanitation, three hours for yeah. a, a, a child's haircut. So it's, it's tough there. So I don't care. It doesn't bother me that right. data raise prices. I understand why they're doing it. The fact is then there's other competitors are going to keep it lower and say, here, we're doing this mm-hmm. and we're going to keep this price low. But then I, I think if you know your surroundings, you know what you're doing, you know what your worth is, I think it under, it's tough to increase prices down the road. You're going to piss somebody right. off when you do, right. when you're not cheap anymore. Sure. If you keep it at this high price, all worst case, you're going to take it down. Right. But you can't price yourself out of it. so it really depends on, on what you're looking at. I think a gym and a hair salon is different than retail. Absolutely.
2: Right, right now right. you
3: can't outprice yourself in retail because sure. nobody's going to go buy it. Absolutely. They might come back when the right. store is open, but you're mm-hmm. not, where I love the gym I go to, and, right. and, and, and you know my wife also goes where you go, you know, sometimes price. there. So like <laughs> I, I go to F45, and oh, I, yeah. I love F45. Yeah. And my wife constantly tells me he's not charging enough for what we're getting. He's not compared right. to all the other brands outside of there, but he does you don't want to price it out. Now you're still right. building up a brand and a market. And at the same time, you don't want to discount where everyone thinks they're going to get it there. Because if I go seven days a week, I'm paying nothing for a class. Exactly. So if right. I go once a week, I'm, you know, at, at just a boutique one, or I go out to orchard park or something, you never know. You're doing a drop in for right. 20 bucks, mm-hmm. 25 bucks. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. so, I think you need to know your market. I think he's priced well. Right. Outside of there. I think, I think Rise is priced well. I think Rise is priced well. That's yeah. the other place. Like, yeah. you know, we go occasionally. We always too. we can so. talk
0: about it because Ren's one of our avid listeners and good friend of mine. So So I but I
3: so I, I think <laughs> that makes it, but it's it's tough. Like I said, it's a roundabout answer. But yeah. it, I, I think if you really have to study, you have to do your research, know what the other price points are. Know our market. Know hamburg over you know, Buffalo yes, over right. over New York traffic. City. Yeah. And that's what you have to just I think and you have to be confident with it and stick by it. Anything's gonna take just like we talked about previously, it's gonna be hard to get it off the ground to get that right. foot traffic when you can't see people. Right. And and go build that up and yeah. just stumble into people and say, Hey, I opened up this gym or this right. restaurant, come see me. Yeah. Because you're also, you know, have a two hour time period at a big dinner like yeah, but- a <laughs> one hour time period with two of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not running into people, you're not able to right. build your traffic up. So I think that's the biggest thing. You have to understand what you're doing. And just to jump back to that first question where we talked about starting a business. Mm -hmm. Right. The only thing I would say, and and I can help on this if people have questions. If you are trying to start a business, it really depends how we're doing it. Do you need money? Is it just, you know, just an intellectual idea where you don't need money? But if it's a startup, you actually have to do that. Lending might be expensive now. So there might be other ways, like some of those withdrawals we talked about that Mm -hmm. might have to fund it are you rather than dipping into your emergency fund? Are there ways you could have got loans that might be forgiven for the, through the SBA or other things like that. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of different options that you want to consider if you need to come up with money to start a business or if you're still working and you can kind of do it on the side, you can use your work retirement plan to help get that off. So you don't have to quit your job completely until you feel a little bit more confident in it.
1: Right. That's really, you can help people with that. That's really interesting.
3: A lot of what I do and I've always done is I glue grew up blue collar. My mm-hmm. parents worked. They worked mm-hmm. all the time. They weren't there, you know, very often because they had to work. They were providing. That's what they did. So mm-hmm. I always had that work ethic. So I'll always be a resource to people because that's how I built my business. It took a long time. Mm-hmm. I went when I started to just get clients. I was not good on the phone. I'm still not, you know, I couldn't cold call for life. Me, I went to every, place I used to work that had no benefits had nothing there that there was nothing set up any sort of manual labor place I just went to the blue collar workers and just offered help to them so I've always rather be a resource and maybe sometime down the road I can help but honestly some of my biggest clients came from literally just giving free advice absolutely that's awesome if you feel like you're gonna have to get charged for it or sold something I hate that I openly talk about fees I openly talk about you know, how the industry is. I think you should know and have that conversation. There's nothing to hide there. So if somebody can be an honest ant proof, like when you say, you know, who should we work with or an advisor? Or, yeah. or what do we look for? I'll tell you. Yeah, it's transparency. Me or not, I don't care. That's, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I'm not going to fit with everyone, but right. I think you need to know those things.
1: That's great. So take us through the step of when choosing a financial planner, is there anything that we should know going in? Is there what should we do?
3: I think the first thing I, I think about would be understand yourself, know what you're looking for. At least have an idea why you're going in there in the first place. That mm-hmm. can change. You want to work with somebody that's going to help open your eyes up and and think about other ideas, but understand what you're looking for and you need to be comfortable with that person. You have to be right. able to sit there. It's a two-way street to talk to them and say what you're thinking. Get, you know, whether it's good or bad, bring it out there. You know, I have a resource. I'm a resource. People can ask me questions there, but you need to feel comfortable. And if if I'm not making you feel comfortable, find somebody that is. And right. I've said that for years when people are going to talk to three other advisors and say, okay, we'll see who we call. Great. I'll tell them, even though it's me, I go find somebody you're comfortable with, whether it's me or not, find somebody that you are. When you go in there, maybe have some questions. And I can help you come up with the questions. Like I said, if you're going to go see somebody or I don't, it doesn't matter if they're here and they're in California, I'll tell you when you walk in, get some ideas, understand kind of your goals, how people are, um, how they're thinking. But Mm -hmm. too many advisors project their opinions on you. Mm -hmm. My sister met a guy down South. I handle everything for my sister, but early on I couldn't in the one school she was in. So I was like, okay, go to this company. This is the company I would use. And the guy was in his sixties, my sister in the time was in her thirties, mm. and he kept projecting his opinions. You should be conservative. This is what's going on. This is the market. Sure. And that's not you you have to be a chameleon. You have to understand right. what it is and the long term planning. And and a lot of times that's not necessarily the case. You need to find somebody that's going to understand your situation, yours specifically, and not be a cookie cutter. And, right. and, and that's what you see too often. Um then you can really start diving in. You like the person, you think they're trustworthy, and and you're right. you know start looking into their you know professional designations, their experience, some of right. those other things. There, we all have businesses. We have degrees. Everyone in this room does. You have other mm-hmm. experience that took you a long time to get that other people can't get. That is more specialized. Start looking into. Say, right, you know what? What are you good at? And not to say you know anything bad about bank advisors sometimes but bank advisors don't necessarily have the full licensing that a traditional financial advisor does so and and a lot of companies now are started hiring without the same licensing they're getting the easy street just to get somebody in the door Mm -hmm. and they'll get those licensing later right so if you could actually go in and talk to advisor some of them can't even buy you a stock Right now we all great. want Tesla, we all want Apple, yeah, we all sure. want Amazon. I
1: want Peloton. <laughs>
3: well, Peloton would have been a great one. Yeah, you know, in March. Yeah.
0: I want to open a liquor <laughs> store real bad. There's a lot
3: of them. I, I love uh, Carvana was great. And, oh, yeah, I, and Carvana yeah, yeah. shot through the roof. And I oh, and we man. bought a car through Carvana and I was like, I should look at this. And I even, I didn't buy it. And I look yeah. at it now just from then. But if they can't buy a stock for you, they're not going to be able to serve you best. If they, if they can't set up an account where you're just... Bless you. Paid based on their advice and not just a fee where right. when you're there, that's something wrong there. You should be able to do every aspect of it so you can evaluate what's the best path to go. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, a guy I was uh, friends with that ran a big office down in Pittsburgh for years used to say like fee free or flee.
2: Right. It's a fee based <laughs> plan
3: because we can charge for our advice. Is it, you know, is, is it free? And then based on how you're going to provide their business, is that how you're going to get, or, or do you not want to work with this person? Are right. you going to right? so that and I always stuck with me. So there's other things. I'm a certified financial planner. I have a lot of experience in estate planning and other aspects of there. But I also have my team at Harbor Town with seven of us that somebody's a specialized specialist in every area. So, right. Even if I have one of them sitting there, they don't say anything. Mm-hmm, right. It might be the time where my other partner does a lot with life insurance and we do a lot with the pension. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. I just sit
3: back and twiddle my thumbs. I just right. ran the financial planning part of it. As much as I can handle that, he does that. And right. he does it very, very well. Um, our other partner does, will do a lot more with trust in that area outside of mm-hmm. there. So we do have that team. I uh, have a partner who became a specialized uh, specialist in uh, student loans.
0: Oh, Oh, that's that's huge.
3: huge. And I went through, I know enough to be dangerous, but not even close. I literally bring him in. I towed him around like, you know, this like shiny new thing and people (laughs) love it because it's something that, Our clients, our biggest clients, didn't get there by just starting with no, you know, with $100,000. They started at $50 a month. They started at putting 2% of their pay in. Right. So if you can't get somebody and help them get out of debt, they're never going to be able to put that that money away. That was right. Yeah. It became such a good point where we've had schools bring us in just to sit there and talk. Student aid, financial aid, and he goes through and will call those companies with you. He has a binder that says, Here's the next step. He'll reset what you should be doing for your loan if you're doing it wrong. Right. Because a lot of people are doing it wrong. I'm sure. And just, they don't know. Right. So he became good at that and he has a 1 800, he'll call. He calls all the time. Wow. uh, And it literally just helps you walk through because a federal company took over most of the the student loans that are federally backed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now you have one place to go rather than 10.
0: Wow. Uh, So
3: there's a lot of different specialists in our group. So I think you have to see, okay, if you can't necessarily help me with this, do you have a partner? Do you have somebody you work with actively that does know that? So you want to make sure, and it doesn't mean your situation is going to change, Right. that down the road you might need that. Where right. you don't want to leave all of a sudden now when you are ready to put money away, or we need to now start doing pension planning. We well, want to hope this is a long term relationship, right? Because...
0: Here's my other question because I know this is going to come up because uh, you know our demographic with our podcast honestly is like 25 to 45. I would say is like most of the age gap of like or age grouping of most of our girls. So I know for a fact I there's going to be a huge amount of girls between 25 to 35 who listen to this, and maybe maybe have $1,000 in the bank and they're bringing in good money every week, but spending their bills are maybe as much as they're making. Right. And they're only able to put a little bit aside. Maybe they have kids. Maybe they don't. They're kind of at this point where they're doing enough. They can get by. They can live a comfortable lifestyle if they, cause they're making good money but they're either having trouble saving or they're not sure they have news to go to. And I'm going to be honest for them going to like a financial advisor would be great, but very intimidating. So like my question to you is like, how should someone or maybe someone is finally making really good money, but has terrible student loans. So like, or like maybe they're making a ton of money, but have terrible credit card debt. Right. So you have like this age group, And I know I fell into that age group of like 25 to 35 that they're making money and they don't necessarily know where to put it that will benefit them the most. They're going to be terrified to walk into a financial advisor situation. But like, what advice would you have for someone in that position? Because I feel like that's a lot of our listeners.
1: Well, I feel like it's like your sister's situation where she's going to go in and it's going to be some right older man being and they're going to worry about someone
0: telling them what to do or telling them that they did things wrong or someone coming in that already has like a red x in their in their financial history that's intimidating to walk into a financial advisor to have someone who whose job is money to say well you didn't do things right like they don't want to you know what i mean
3: think about like when i go when i go back to working with somebody you're comfortable with right right. how do we interact now you text you send an email Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe a phone call, Like right. ra- randomly, if you have <laughs> right. to, if you really have to talk to <laughs> somebody. Call. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I have to for work. Yeah. That's the easiest thing. Like, I don't want to type a yeah. story. So I'm on the right. phone quite a bit. But figure out how they you want to interact with that. You, you can, you're not just going to Google it. You could right. look and, and find it. Start talking to some of your friends that are happy, right. that seem to be doing well. And ask them if they'll share a little, what are they doing well? What were your keys early on, you know, with right. your debt or getting something going? And who are you working with? Right. And then call that person and talk yeah. to them. And say, okay, let me think about it. I have right. a 10-minute phone call with them.
0: And you would never like, turn anyone down, right? No, like...
3: I actually have a link in my email where you can schedule an appointment. And okay. you can do a, oh, f- that's f- nice. a phone call. Yeah. You can do a virtual meeting. You can do an in-person meeting. And you uh-huh. can set the time. So you could literally go into my calendar, find a time, put 15-minute phone call. Oh,
2: wow. And just talk
3: and right. say, this is what I'm looking for. I had somebody mm-hmm. walk by the office and came in just you know they saw the name they're like <laughs> yeah i you know i see her certified financial planner right and just talked with me i just right. wanted to hear what i had to say sure and she's like okay i'm gonna think about it and come back i'm like okay because i I'm think a lot out. of
0: people really don't know where to start and even even if you say okay we have a financial planner well you still are like i don't even know i don't have life insurance i have student debt i have credit card debt like they don't really know that first avenue so i think it's very intimidating for a lot of people it
3: is it really is but if you go in and say this is where i'm at and you say that and they're not shied away from it right that's a good thing but yeah. there's other ones and somebody talked to me not too long ago they said okay go do this do this this is what you should do once you have over 10 grand um then you can come sure, back and they, sure. they, they literally push them away
0: right <laughs> and i think that's the fear it's, it's you know
3: but don't because like i said right you have to start somewhere everyone yeah. mm-hmm. had to start from somewhere right i didn't come from wealth and right. i never wanted to take anything from my parents and and they worked sure. hard for it and still to the day never have yeah, I had to build it on my own, but right. I started somewhere. I had more debt than most people had when I hurt my back. I had medical bills through the right. roof. So, you started somewhere, but I put a little bit away and I kept doing it. You yeah. pay your debt down, and you know maybe you change how you're you're living. And I think COVID helped a little bit. Right, the most part, right. you curbed your spending a, a little, oh, yeah. a, a little, not all. Yeah. Um, groceries
0: went up. Everything else went down. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, Everything
3: else went story. down. Quick story. I have a uh, a friend. He We used to see him all the time. He, his kids are older. Our kids are younger. We're leaving the restaurant. He's coming in to have a glass of wine with his wife. Sure. You know, that's the timing sure. now. yeah. So I, when I talked to him, I was like, hey, I haven't seen you. Why we can't bump into each other? He goes, well, we're saving a lot of money. I don't know about you. And I just laugh because we make up for that in wine you know right, <laughs> so, right. You're like, a drinker. You? yeah
0: yeah
3: <laughs> you're sitting at home a lot i don't know like, really, huh?
0: liquor but, store again liquor store. but i get it yeah.
3: i'm not going out to you know have a couple hundred dollars sure. you know you know dinner you're sitting there right. and you did to go right. and and we tried to support hamburg Absolutely. as much as we could right there's only so much you can eat like if felt yeah. you feel bad like you know okay we're gonna do this week yeah. but i'm I, I can only go back so many times to to yeah. these places so right um I think that helped curb some of that. So all of a sudden, maybe you can put a little bit more towards right. that. And it's but yes, it it definitely can be intimidating, but you just need to have that conversation first. If you feel comfortable, yeah. they're not shied away to come in and then you can start talking about those other yeah. things. Usually I give the whole picture just to understand how it works and what else right. is out there. And we just kind of go from there. Yeah. You know, that you're not bringing your statements and handing them over saying, what should I do? Or you're saying, okay, let's sign me up right now. That right. really doesn't happen. And I don't think it should. I think you have yeah. that conversation and then you, you kind of work on it from there. And even if you say, I think I can only start at 50 bucks a month. Fine. Right. Or if I, you know, I haven't started my 401k let, will you look at it? Fine. Right. You know, because it's I
0: think this is I I mean, personally, I'm just going to tell people to start emailing you. Yeah. Do you know, every single girl at my work always asked me because I. you listen to our financial episodes. So, you know, <laughs> I was in like severe debt and like had to work very, very hard to get out of it. And we had a financial advisor at the time who I still love very, very much. And um, all the girls at work always ask me about her because they just know that I was in a mess and got out of it. Right. But I think it's really important to have that accessibility. But I'm just going to start giving people your
3: email. And I, I did it. <laughs> I did it myself. Yeah. I did I, it. So yeah. I, I can talk from experience. Exactly. I was managing a landscape company with a partner and I herniated a disc in my back and I had no medical insurance. So my bills oh my were gosh. through oh the roof and I could barely work. If any, I'd go back and i keep re it because I needed, you know, to get paid. Yeah, you had and to keep working. So I, I did it. But I sat there and I lived on nothing. I started living on cash. I was right. like, I have $100 a week. So, you know, what you have. So, at the end of the week, you have extra money. You felt like you won. And then next right. week, you were yeah. short on Tuesday. But I did that <laughs> and I paid off a lot of money right. in just mm-hmm. a year and a half, two years. So, that person was can come
0: into you and you understand that.
3: I, right. That's huge. I, I haven't.
0: That's huge.
3: And sometimes you just giving advice on what do we do with the debt? Can we right. consolidate it? Can I get a loan? Can I... Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're taking a loan from your 401k because it's 2% or 0%, yet right, your credit right. cards are 20, Yeah. and it comes out of your payroll. So it's now forced before it's in your pocket that that's paid off. You know, there's other things, you know, avenues outside that you can call your credit card companies and you can actually ask them. You can right. play the roulette and keep changing mm-hmm. your credit card each, yeah. you know, 12 sure. months to get the 0% is not as good for your credit long term. Right. So you get some zero and you start to, you know, or it comes in and you need to... I have 10 credit cards. What's the way to do it? It depends on the person. Right. Can you stare at the highest interest rate and even that's the biggest balance and wait for it to pay off? Or do you need momentum and have to start the smallest balances to pay those off? You have to kind of judge Mm -hmm. how you are. And then it starts, I hate to say it, it becomes fun. Like it's it's, it's invigorating that you feel like you don't have that burden on you. Right. So the key is just kind of getting started, getting a handle, getting a second set of eyes on it. You yeah. know, even if you're talking to your parents, you're talking to a, right. a an aunt or uncle, somebody that seems they've done well, or they retired at 55, go right. get their advice. They've been through this. They've been through the eighties when, you know, and stock market crashes, talk right. to somebody, whether it's a financial advisor or not, get comfortable <laughs> where you know a little.
0: But I think your background is unique because you didn't always have money. And I feel like a lot of people who are in like jobs or careers with money always, even if they didn't always kind of have that persona that they always did. And there's a lot of people who, in even in my experience of like, I know where I came from and I know the hot mess I had. So like, I'm not better than anybody else out there, no matter where I am in my life ever. But there's a lot of people and maybe men in particular, maybe it's ego. I'm certainly not saying it's just men that like they maybe had those blunders, and then they're in a better place now. And they like forgot. They like tried to forget who they were when they were going through those things. So like we have friends that like, I'm like, I remember you at 24. I don't know who you think you are now. And like they tried to almost like project this new image of like telling you how to do things because that's maybe how they wish they did things and <clears throat> not realistic of like where you feel like you can actually talk to them because money is such a vulnerable thing it's such an open wound for people men or women like it's not it's something you're told not to speak about it's something you're told is like impolite so to actually reach out when you have a problem with money and finances i think is is that that number one first step is the hardest thing and i mean i'm so happy you're here because i feel like this is already opening the door for so many people
3: the other thing is to it's confidential, you know, it's not leaving the room. You have to understand that it's not going anywhere. If anything, somebody might say, Hey, I'm working with Jen, you know, and and that's the extent of it. You don't talk about anything, nothing else leaves the room. It is confidential. Otherwise it's, it's a breach. I have a lot of different, you know, liabilities and codes of ethics and standards that I have to follow outside of there. So they wouldn't be right if I'm sharing your information outside of there, but you are right. There's been a lot of blunders. There's other things, but think about as you changed, if you don't, forget that right it makes you better the yeah. ones that do I mean we've all been through hardships yeah one way or another and if you remember that you know I, I hate to you know bring my sister and when I talk about my sister I'm like there was good times when you know you went through the rock and she's in the best place she's ever been in her life and it's it's great to see her like this but she had to go through hell to do it right yeah like, again and, right. and we have been but I remember it and I still live on a small percent of my salary I act right. like the floor is gonna fall out tomorrow. Right. But it wasn't always this easy to do that. Right, It was hard where you needed every right. dime to pay your debt first and my mortgage first, and my car first
2: Right, mm-hmm. before
3: I could go out. And thank God I have friends through there that paid for spring break so I could go on spring break. <laughs> I have a friend that sold his computer. He's like, nope, you're going. So <laughs> like I remember, th- and I will never forget those things because I would have sure. just sat there and did nothing. He's like, right, no, right. you're going, you need to go. So I think if you remember those, it makes those friendships stronger. It makes you stronger financially, mentally. Mm-hmm throughout that.
1: That's awesome. Hi, guys. So as you heard, there was so much that we covered with Nick already, and we had to continue this conversation because we had so much more to talk about. So you just finished part one. Stay tuned and we'll be releasing part two soon. Bye.